are in a gateway in the clouds ladies and gentlemen stand up make it loud because we're proud ashaman of the black tower just fyi guys um apparently we don't record until tomorrow because it's a monday yeah and uh we don't record on mondays taking an exception don't fuck with me right now dude <laughs> my uh, brain was seriously unprepared for that. <laughs> oh that's that's enjoyable i like to see the wheels in josh's head turning <laughs> Because Andrew and I both looked at each other when you said it's a Monday, and we were both like, nope, no, it's not. Oh, God. Well, it's even funnier, because right before he said it's a Monday, I said it was a Monday. Yep. So, it was. <sighs> yes. It Might took as well someone have been. else to say it out loud for Andrew to catch on, and then it took me to say it out loud for Josh to catch on. And that's okay, because we're all a little mad here. Why are we all a little mad here? Because you've tuned into the Black Tower podcast, a Wheel of Time podcast that is hosted by three Ashamanses. Um, oh, wheelie. Oh, oh wheelie. Ah. I was just we about to go. I do apologize in advance because uh, dinner is in the oven and it requires hearing about 10 ish minutes being checked on, pulled out, meat added. Uh, so yeah, uh, uh-huh, yeah it's so. dinner that's in the oven that's yeah, what he's gonna go check on and add meat to. oh yeah maya i'm not picking up maya until tomorrow oh oh, oh yeah sure because uh-huh. we will be yeah. again absconding this coming weekend for our anniversary so oh nice. it's already been a Dang. year and somehow she hasn't gotten rid of me i don't know what her deal is <laughs> what Little is this commitment this- this is when you start to ask the question, what's it wrong with like her? It tastes like happiness. Though? It's disgusting. <laughs> what's, wrong, what's wrong with her, though? You know what I'm saying? I'm Why sure is she there still are around? A number of things absolutely that are nothing. Absolutely. For when she watches this later, absolutely nothing. Oh, and she will. She will. She does watch our, our episodes on YouTube. Nice. Excellent. So That's very nice of her. Well, but you might be just, wondering whose episodes are on YouTube. Oh, wait, no. Dan I was going to introduce this. Yes. Hmm. Well, well but but we didn't introduce by name. Oh. I was going to say uh, the reason that Andrew is going to need to go ahead and uh, censor himself or be civil or whatever you would like to call it is because 
that there right there is the Bajan Mahale, Andrew. And he uh, he's one of the hosts of the Black Tower. And you should know him and you should trust him implicitly. And there's definitely nothing wrong with him or anything on his life. <laughs> uh, I don't it's know about the second one there. <laughs> fact checker Mahale would be like, yes, this is uh, true. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So oh, speaking of which, I so actually got a, I, I was asked a question the other day uh, that I thought you guys might know the answer to because I didn't have an answer off the top of my head. Have? Jesus Christ, it's a Monday. Um, Dude, it's it's the post brain scramble. It is. No, 100%. Um, so in Battlestar Galactica, there's So Say We All. Uh, you know, in a number of other things, there's, you know, so shall it be written, so shall it be done. Um, right. You know, there's here, here, things like that. Is there a Wheel of Time equivalent of, like, here, here, or, like, so say we all? Because there's definitely a number of other, like, platitudes or sayings or things like that mm-hmm. that are, you know, the wheel weaves and things like that. But they obviously don't mean here, I here, mean, necessarily. You kind of have, you kind of have by the light. Which is um, which is like strikes me as similar as like you know, kind of like may the force be with you, like, like almost like wishing Godspeed. Yeah, that's um, fair. I can see that. I don't think anyone of the Will of Time says dilly dilly. <laughs> so <laughs> dilly dilly. <laughs> they should. It was the stupidest fucking thing in the world, but for like two months, everybody was like, dilly dilly. Hey, dilly, dilly. I loved I loved those medieval Bud Light commercials where it was like the Bud Knight. The Bud Knight? Yeah, no, the Bud Knight was running great. around. Yeah, apparently uh, we're not allowed to like the Bud Knight anymore. I don't care about Can't tell me what to like. Hey, uh, Andrew, you want to um, introduce uh, the Zorvon Mahal over here? Since I introduced you? We're yeah, doing a I circle mean, jerk of introduction. Absolutely. I could, That's I the could. intention. I mean, if you guys want, I mean, I'm not great at skiing, but <laughs> if you like dry, calloused, and jerky, we can make it is work. Or is he in a gay porn? Is he skiing <laughs> or is he in a gay porn? Hint. Love it. He's in a gay <laughs> well, the other gentleman you see on the screen with the fascist beard. Fascist beard, not that. Wow, Andrew. I tried, I tried to say fabulous <laughs> and luscious at the same time. Wow, and it came out as fascist. Wow. Maybe I shouldn't be introducing anybody. Oh, Maybe I need to shave. No, no. <laughs> no. It's so great. It made me try to merge the words fabulous <laughs> and Your luscious. Fidel Castro beard over here. Luscious. Of the things about Fidel Castro that there could be nicely said, he did have a what nice beard. beard. Yeah, that and his absolutely ridiculous wardrobe of camo. You know, that is terrifying. A lot of absolutely fascist rulers in history have had, except for one, notably the one of the most notable, uh, had really intriguing and really good facial hair. Was he a notice a notable noble? Um, Was he... Tanning and tanning. I don't know, but he did. I he did note notably. Note, notice, bit, bit, note. Um, yeah, did he note notably? Anyway, we're gonna start over. Josh, edit out that one, <laughs> please. I'll just the whole part where you yeah, called just, me a just, fascist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I didn't call you a fascist. I called your beard a fascist. You called my beard yes. a fascist because it's yeah. so nice that it tried to stop me from expressing my thoughts. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, 
I like oh. that. That was a nice save. Yeah. Anyway, the gentleman who's always on fire because he is always incredible. The gentleman <laughs> who wields flame in the palms of his hands and it's definitely not just cinnamon. There's a whiskey in it as well. <laughs> I have a lovely Sora Von Mahil. You might also know him as Josh. You might also know him as the Taint Man. The Taint Man. The Taint Man. The Taint Man. Oh, oh. he's also the Out of Focus Man. Uh, You might also know him as the man with the fantastic coat. All right, guys. That was a good one. All right, guys. What you going to want to do is you're going to want to go down to the river. And then when you've gone down to the river, you're going to want to find the Taint Man. The Taint Man. The direct duty. Of many accents, a man whose mustache is only rivaled by the Longhorns of Texas. Ah, yeah, there it is. Our Dragon Banner leader, our Amon Khan Mahale, the fabulous, the glorious Daniel. All right. A man whose breadth like of voices is only outshined by his depth of character. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, so deep he's almost unfathomable. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Conway Twitty. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what uh, was that Family Guy that used to do like all the Conway Twitty cutaways? Yes. It was yes. Family Guy. Oh God. All right. There you go. Yep. Smash. Hello, All right, ladies and gentlemen, it is day one after con. I know that it's not for when you're actually listening to this if you are not a Patreon, but for all of our Patreons who we saw at Jordan Con this past weekend, it's also day one after, I guess technically day two after Jordan Con because it technically ended on Sunday. But like most, a lot of us left yesterday, and so it's really day one after con for a number of us. I left uh, Sunday, and it doesn't feel that much different than whenever last year I left on Monday. See, oh. speaking the, from your mouth to God's ears, Andrew. Yeah, I don't know about that, because <laughs> even last year I was seen more than one day, so there's that. Yeah. Hey, we oh, saw my. you more than one day. I I went from my, like all the spoons to no spoons. Yep. Yeah. Nope. And that happens. absolutely happens. So, um, but I don't get to have yeah. that excuse for WatCon. So come to WatCon where I'm trapped into a commitment of social interaction. That's true. Unless that he is gets true. The vid. Yeah. Unless <laughs> I get COVID, that was a fantastic excuse for last year. That was a good. Excuse. Yeah. Um, I will say this: the shit out of his roommate. Just say I, I, I will say Daniel like just walked in like he's like, oh, I don't give a fuck about the vid. <laughs> yeah, because I every time I walked into the room, I was I had had some Watcon water. I didn't care about the vid when I was on Watcon water. Watcon water stand no chance. Um uh, I will say this. I will say the live stream went off very, very well. It uh, did, yes. Thank uh, you to much- all of our guests much quicker much more efficiently than i had anticipated if i'm oh, being yeah. honest like it was it, it was like plug everything in and everything just kind of worked there was like some uh there was some issues with you know actually doing it in the right order because i'd never done it in the right order before yes but it, was, good. Play first. it was really good 
Well, and of course, is it foreplay first? Yes, that's right. Oh, hey, foreplay first, during and after. I don't know what you're talking about. And then whatever you got, whatever gets the job done, guys. Only like that many people being there at the start of things, not throughout the whole thing. It's a little crowded. I'm a big boy. (laughs) I need need room to roll around. Fair. But you know who also needed room to roll around? Uh The topic of today's episode. Before we get into today's episode, you need to be protected. And today's protection comes from an absolute legend of a nerd. Like, if there was a registry for nerds, they would have founded it. This spoiler warning is brought to you by The Registered Nerd. Enjoy, close your eyes, and relax to the dulcet tones of your favorite, but registered and legal to own nerd. Nope, not that, because that sounds terrible. Thank you. Yep, I was, we're good. We're going to move on. Yeah, anyway. This is your Black Tower podcast, Wheel of Time, spoiler warning. There are neither beginnings nor endings to spoilers, but this is a beginning. If you continue to listen, you may be cursed with the knowledge yet to come. These curses may include knowledge that you are, in fact, just a farm boy. Drinking one glass of wine now leads to mustache pulling and a hell of a hangover. Resigning that you will never be as good with the ladies as your friends are. Realizing Andro is bae, regardless of your gender or sexual orientation. The inability to stop tugging your braid in anger, even if you don't have hair. And understanding that the word taint is simultaneously a noun, adjective, and verb. Discovering you have more titles than actual name. The BDE, also known as Big Dragon Energy, becomes undeniable. Finding yourself promising to read a new spring and never getting to it. So can an uncontrollable urge to argue uh, over now he has to check dinner. Knowing that hating gone is a responsibility, <laughs> not a privilege. Again, there are no beginnings or endings to spoilers, but this is a beginning. You have been born. Yes. We have been warned. You you have all been warned. The warning hath been given. Now that you are all warned, know that we shall be taking the kid gloves off of our handses. Okay? Of our Ashamans' handses. That's it. No more Ashamans's. Uh, Smack makes a good point. Why didn't we go ahead and play that when John came on? Because we don't actually remember all of our spoiler warnings is the answer. And we forgot to go ahead and do the one that was specifically, hey, John, you're wrong. It's a, it's a duty, not a privilege. Blame it on the taint. I blame the hashtag blame the taint. Blame it on the taint. Blame it on the taint. It was oily slick. That could also, be the one idol. There we go. But the, I've already There's got so many like, great ideas. All right. So tonight, tonight we're talking about one of the Forsaken, one of those who have 
turned away from the light in service of the Dark Lord. Though no one is so far gone from the sh gone mm -hmm, to the shadow mm -hmm, that they mm -hmm. cannot be turned back to the light. Mm -hmm. I had to say that for legal purposes. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> we yes, all know that this yes, particular yes. one is never turning back to the light. Not even once. She so so this one so it's Masana. We're talking about Masana. Um, she's got a number of things that make her unique. Uh, for one, she is not noted for being like spectacular in her field of study. She was actually uh, turned down from a very notable position that she applied for. Mm -hmm. um, and so she was like, okay, those who can't do teach... And she went and became a professor. So she was a teacher. She was a teacher uh, at 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 what was it? it was uh, she became a teacher? It just says she became a teacher at Colomdon. That's where it is. The, yeah, at Colomdon. That's what I thought. I was like, I knew there was a freaking the name of the university was there. Yep. So. Yeah, her original name in the Age of Legends, uh, before she turned to the Shadow, was Stain Harrisoned. Uh, and yeah, basically, Professor has stated it was partially because she did not actually get what she wanted, um, did not actually... She basically failed out of art school, uh, and so she went and and did something nasty. Uh, you know, as we all know, that is the start to a lot of people's stories. Uh, when you fail out of art school, you then go massacre humans, you know? Just not really true. Yep, yep. Well, she was also, she's also kind of like, okay, for any of you who have watched Yellow Jackets, she has real misty energy for me. Like, she's not particularly attractive. She's not particularly ugly. She's not particularly brilliant. She's not particularly dumb. But what she does, she's very, very good at. And what she does is... Was not like, very nice. Was not very nice at all. Yeah. Um, as a teacher, she would, like, started secretly, like, teaching, indoctrinating the kids with, like... The dark one, you know, is is great, is good. The dark one is so good. And uh, slow learning, she would, like, punish slow learning by with death. Like, that'll keep you motivated, right? Like, come on. All right. I'm back. Um, she was... She... <laughs> Welcome uh, back. Well, it was, not, also... it was not subtle. <sighs> it was not subtle. Yeah. This was after she flipped to the shadow, and she was just like... I'm gonna make schools. She went like, full on. Yes, I'm. I'm pissed that you made me a teacher when I wanted to be a researcher and a scholar and win the Nobel that doesn't exist anymore or yet. Uh, but you all determined that I don't have the proclivity for that, so I'm just gonna go to the shadow because it looks like it's more fun over there. And uh, basically, uh, turn into oh, I don't know. 1933 to 1945 era Germany. So yeah, yep. 
not good stuff. Um, and yeah, it's also interesting the way that we talk about Masana because when it comes right down to it, Masana was not actually bad at stuff. She was bad, but she wasn't actually really bad at stuff. She just wasn't apparently either the kind of person that they were looking for or she just didn't have quite as much skill as the people who were approving, you know, research fellows for this this university this, wanted her to be at. Um, right. This is why I was saying this is why I was saying that she had misty energy though, because yeah. I can imagine her walking in to interview or whatever and like mm -hmm. just right at the right second giving off that creepy esque like what is I'm not comfortable with this person. Mm -hmm. And then just like dropping that vibe and then thinking she's totally being normal, but there's just something weird and something not quite right. And the people at the hiring are just like, mm, nope. No, I love, no, no. So I love one of the things where uh, they talk about Masana and we talk about like how she was not adept enough to be a researcher. So she became so she was basically chosen to become a teacher, which makes mm -hmm. me think that there's some degree of ascribed um, jobs in the second age um, to a degree. But, you know, yeah. it might be like you work Possible. in a certain field and we'll place you where you fit best in this field. Like if you want to work in, you know, education, which would include like research and stuff, if you're not if you don't mm -hmm. seem to possess the research qualities, it might make you a teacher. Um yeah. It also there's, there's a part that talks go ahead no go ahead. um there's a part that talks about her being like roughly as adept at being a battlefield general as there is her being a researcher and i'm not sure if that is like a haha -ha machiavellian style dig at her just really not being that great at too much of anything other than brainwashing children or if it was a she didn't meet the standards of the second age researchers, but by any standard in the first or third age, she'd be like, she but like Herod Fell would be like a child, like a toddler compared compared to her. Yeah. So I don't I don't know because like in terms of like pure raw power, like she's far from the weakest. Um, she is. In fact, yeah. There's only three people, uh, or three of the other, no, three female Chandlers ever that are stronger than her. Yep. And that's Olivia Simarog and Lanfear prior to the Fen uh, having a king's feast. Right. But yeah, so it, I actually sort of look at look at it as a situation where this is where her resentment started. Because I don't know if you guys have ever, I mean, I, I know that you guys work in a slightly different field than me. But this actually happens all the time in service, where you'll go to a restaurant, you'll go to a retailer or you'll go to somewhere that's like an entry-level position and you'll be like hey i have some management experience i would like to go ahead and come in as like at least a shift lead or like a manager and they'll go well you don't really have the qualifications that we need or the experience that we need or the um or you like have to pay your dues at this company or but the we'll hire spa that we need. And that's usually not it. But again, it's usually like the other <laughs> things. But they'll like, but they'll say that, and then they'll be like, "But we'll like put you on the floor, 
will just like make you a sales associate or like a server or whatever. And then we'll go ahead and get you into management at some point. And as a bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, naive young high schooler or like, you know, out of college or whatever, you can absolutely look at that and be like, ah, oh, they see my potential. They just don't have a position open right now or whatever. And that's horseshit. They absolutely have a position open. You are just not the person that they're looking for and or yeah. they want to go ahead and hire more salespeople. And so they leave the management position open to get people in the door so that they can lie to them. It's and that so, like we're filling that position internally, but we're legally required to post it publicly. What we're actually they, hiring is for the peon position that the person we're promoting internally, uh, from of course three states over who has done nothing here and doesn't know how it works here. Um, yeah, yeah, no, mm. exactly. And so I actually feel a little bit for like I know that I'm projecting because Robert Jordan does not necessarily give us enough information about Masana to say this is what happened and this is why she was frustrated he gives us some information on what happened and I kind of project my own experience into Masana and I can kind of understand why she is the way that she is I mean again please do not hear me incorrectly. I do not think <laughs> that Target hiring you as a floor sales associate is reason to go over to the shadow. But also, the like going to the Kolum Dom and, and having them be like, all right, well, we're not going to hire you as a researcher, but we do have this teaching position. And hey, maybe if a research position opens up or like you know you show that you have the the right qualities or whatever we'll move you over into research and then 12 years later she's still a teacher and she's just like hey fuck you you are not being honest with me anymore i don't believe you and now i'm actually really frustrated and so i feel like you know during those 12 years and whatnot she's learning about the chat she's probably teaching defense against the dark arts and is actually learning a lot about how to you know fight the Professor shadow and, right and fight the shadow and like all of the the things that it can do to and for you and she's like you know some of this actually sounds nice and she starts talking to the kids about it and and they're like oh yeah wouldn't it be cool if the dark one just ruled us all and blah 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 and they're like, and you're like, Anakin, why are you in Masana's class? And then you're like, <laughs> and at some point, you know, she just goes to them and is like, okay, guys, seriously, either make me a researcher or, or tell me I, or I'm quitting if you don't make me a researcher. And they go, okay, bye. And then she goes and, you know, signs up with the dark one. Cause like, I feel, I feel like TV show Lou Theron was standing there talking with Masana, like during her interview. And like Ileana came in with like his freshly born child, like still has that fresh out of the JJ smell. And you know, Lewis there's they're like, oh, teaching is a great honor. Children are our future. And Masana just goes eventually, huh? You're right, they are. And instead of going the the very committed and loving and caring educator that we all want to see goes instead the Disney it's a tiny world ride route it just starts <laughs> taking children and telling them to sing or die 
I like it's a tiny world because we're a, a non-copyright program, so we're gonna go ahead and use uh, slightly uh, off names uh, for this. That's not the actual name, is it? No, it's it's a small world, but it's a small world after all. Apparently, uh, you know, ever since I got that notice from like Spectrum about the person pirating a Disney movie <laughs> off my Wi-Fi, I won't even use their song titles. Yep. No, that's that's probably smart. Yep, it's legit. Anyway. Josh, good bring times, us into times. sort of I, I think that you're uh this this we've we've talked about a little bit now. I think that you were on to something earlier about sort of her just being kind of meh. And I think that that's actually kind of the point of Misana's character. And I really like that you brought that up because Masana has always been very gray man to me. Like by the time you actually figure out what Masana is good at, it's already too late. Like <laughs> you put all your skill points into wisdom and they're gone. <laughs> yes. Yes. Um, well, Masana is so from what what we know of Masana is that you know, because all the Forsaken have a calling card, right? They all have a, a a a thing that they like to do, an angle that they like to work, a place that they like to be, you know, which Rindal is where likes parents to use to scare their children, because it's the one thing that yeah. Yeah, Sorry, Grendel so, likes to. Grendel likes to get you know beautiful rich and famous people and break them make them her servants um moradin is the uber nihilist he wants everything to die and go away and never come back again uh Mogedian no, likes to hide in the I'm shadows and plot and scheme and wait for the fruit to fall into her hands and and all of them have this like very distinct sort of method um masana's method is very much that of a sort of like a, a real evil mama duck her she's most comfortable when she's Are you my heading mother? up an organization yes. of submissives under her control that's why she was a you know that's why she was very very comfortable as a teacher and that's why after the boar was opened again in the third age, one of the things she did was immediately sought out the Black Aja and started to maneuver and control the Black Aja via Alviarin. So she would talk to Alviarin. Um, there was the breakoff Black Aja who was answering to Mogedian for a while. Uh, those would be the ones that Nynaeve and Elaine and Egwene were uh, chasing after. Leandrin and crew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the for the, the main bulk that were in the tower, Masana was kind of was getting information and controlling their and maneuvering them from there. Yep. I I do like that they're dark evil ducks, but at least Masana has her ducks <laughs> in the True. Yeah, no, it, it definitely did make me think of uh, uh, like putting the live chat. Join the live chat, by the way, if you're not in the live chat. And if you can't get That's in the true. live chat, you should go to blacktowerpod.com and click the Patreon button so you can join the live chat. We have um, a Patreon? 
<laughs> yeah, we got one of them there, Patreonies. You can give That's us that crazy. their money and we can talk to you live, but you can't talk back. And or you can. you can text back. That's because we also you record at the same us. time. You can. But yeah, so like nice. she makes me think of uh, <clears throat> of her notable achievements during, let's say, er, well, not let's say it is early uh, third age, um, and you know after the breaking of the world, as the shadow captured regions, and the other chosen and for or forsaken would go through and continue to wage war and make tangible gains for the shadow. Masana hung like kind of hung back and she she governed a lot of the areas. Mainly her main focus, like uh, like we talked about, was focusing on the education or rather brainwashing of children. Um and I I don't know, I'm sure I thought this in the past because it's such an obvious comparison. Um so uh trigger warning for anybody that gets triggered by nazi germany uh but the the sim the similarities between how masana conducts herself as the kind of governor or ruler of the ter- territories of the shadow that they've conquered in the westlands compared to how the leadership and the education structure under the third reich of nazi germany is as clear as anything is in the day Picture the most crystal clear water you've ever seen, the most obvious conclusion you've ever made or seen somebody make. And that's pretty much this, because you have, uh, instead of the Hitler youth, you wound up with the children, uh, Masana's children, uh, which is a during the breaking of the world, which are presumably the grown-up children that have been brainwashed by Masana and her educational doctrine for forever. but there's very much this rat out your neighbor now rat out your friends now rat out your parents when they don't you know stand at attention and do the salute to the dark one when they reject you know the teachings of the dark one when they don't follow the the policies of the shadow of the dark one you must tell everybody that's what you're supposed to do and it's very much this brainwashing of you know, we're actually not that bad. We're trying to make things better for everybody. This is the only way. And if you want to succeed in this environment, you need to do what we say and help us in every way you can. And it is terrifyingly effective. Like that yes. is that is her notable achievement, achievement, early third age, is ruthlessly governing and policing the lands of the the lands that the shadow have captured. Yep. Yeah. Oh, well, wait, and I didn't know that. During the second half of the war, she used the children to carry out executions. Oh yeah. So she oh, made yeah, them no, spy, she... judge, jury, and executioner. <clears throat> mm-hmm. No, she was a real piece of work. Like, yeah, she was nasty, nasty. She was, she was, she was a horrid oh, at, woman. Oh, look at that! She even had them burn books and destroy history. It's almost mm. like those types of ideologies you can slap a label on it wrap it up in a brand new box but it's still the same thing oh yeah 
It's the same old box of poo that they fed it you is. in the 40s. It's the same box of poo they fed you before that, and before that, and before that, and before that. It's almost like uh, the particular writer of this book was a student of history and was like, hey, you know what'll make my story really realistic? All those things that actually happened in real life. Yeah. I almost wonder if there was and and I know that this I don't this was not covered in Origins, but I almost wonder if there was like a some like German like Frau who was really loyal to the douchebag that he based her on. Because this seems like I, I the more I'm reading this story, the more I'm thinking this sounds like a familiar story and I can't put my finger on it. Uh, the only parallel I'm aware of is the parallel of Masana to uh, Messalina was the third wife of the Roman Emperor Claudius and cousin oh, no. to both Nero and Caligula. 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 Yeah. Um, and Messalina was most commonly and most notably remembered for her ruthless conspiracies against other members of the ruling class in Rome, um, but also had a scandalous uh, reputation for promiscuity. So, yep, does and that is from the origins of the Wheel of Time. So, thank you, Doctor Livingston. Thank Indeed. you, Doctor Livingston. But I mean, there's yeah. there's definitely certain ways, like the way she's described in dressing, like if you think of uh, other than the notable, like kind of like red armband that even really the, the SS didn't wear, their uniforms were black and silver. Well, when Masana would show up, she would dress in black and white or black and silver, you know, with silver yeah. eyes and silver lips. I mean, I, I think it. It's I a pretty it, on the nose comparison. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so those of you who didn't know, Masana is is a is sort of lifted from that uh, ideology that uh, start them young, indoctrinate them young, make sure that they police themselves and others, and uh, or, you know, or and and what do we know about the Forsaken and their thoughts on the Third Age Aes Sedai? They're pathetic. They say all the time, half-trained children. children. Yep. These are these are half trained children. They're not even they're not even worthy to be called Aes Sedai. Um, Masana is also uh, responsible for prolonging the break in the White Tower. So when when you had the I don't know that she was. Let's see. I don't know that she's responsible for the initial schism or the initial breaking of the tower. I um, mean, I am sure that some of her machinations helped it happen, but it doesn't seem like she actually she doesn't have yeah, she doesn't have direct responsibility that from what I remember, from what I recall. Um, yep. but she does work her butt off to make sure that the tower does not come back together because she knows that a unified tower is more dangerous more dangerous to the force of the shadow at Tarman Gaida. Yep. Yeah. So 
It, let's see. So there's I mean, so she did a lot because she, so she basically yeah, yeah, functioned yeah. as a when we talked about the Black Aja, we talked about how there was a member of the Forsaken that essentially functioned as their leader, even the um what do they call it, Supreme Council or whatever. Even they answered to someone, one of the Forsaken. Well, all of the Forsaken, but they had that that one main watcher that made sure that they didn't get too far out of line. And that was Masana. Um, and in addition to that, she kind of earns the, the title of like Shadow Armorland Seat because she was the main one keeping tabs on and directing um, Alviarin mm-hmm. on how she should steer and direct things with Elida. Um, and just some of the things she's responsible for with that, and that lead credence to her causing the schism uh, and prolonging it uh, with the within the White Tower and the Rebel Aes Sedai is uh, she participated in and maybe even gave the impetus to start Elida's coup against Suan Sanchi. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also spearheaded the increasing uh, number of tower guards, amongst other things, to help keep Rand pushed away from the tower. Uh, she also forced uh, Elida through Alviarin to sign the proclamation that acknowledged Rand is the dragon yes. born, but he should die for what he is, pretty much. Right, um, right. And... This this kept Rand and the Tower from having any chance of working together in, until uh, Gwen takes over forever, and it incredibly like weakens the Tower because she puts in uh, through Alviar and Elida these very kind of strict, distrustful policies that we see that the Black uh, Aja is running around and reinforcing throughout the Tower. Oh, yeah. And you know it's uh, this kind of age old uh, proverb of you know, the the tree that never learns to bend will break. And that's what yes. we see happen to the White Tower. They're, they, the flexibility is gone, and they try to stand under a light completely against Rand and hold the world to the standard that they're used to, uh, which even whenever they were used to it, wasn't a good fucking standard. And this and is now really is a bad one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No, it's... Uh... It's interesting because um, Masana is actually one of the ones who I feel like is fairly effective. Um, but she also is a bit of a a the chaos that she sows comes back to bite her in the butt in a number of instances. Because the chaos that she sows is so chaotic. And it's fun and slightly humorous to me that, you know, Josh is absolutely correct about the fact that she seems to function very well in a set hierarchy or a set uh, organization or in, you know, some kind of bureaucracy where she can know all of the rules and break all the ones that she wants and things like that but also does terrible in those because she keeps on getting herself in trouble because she sows chaos into those organizations and people notice. And so trying to hold all of the Black Aja together 
ends up just making it impossible to hold the White Tower together. Trying to hold, uh, you know, the... <clears throat> trying to go ahead and use the children of Masana to do all of these things uh, makes it so that she just blows through her, you know, children and her spies and her loyal followers and everything so quickly that it's hard to make more. And when you have shown that you find people to be expendable, there are less that are willing to volunteer for you and, and things like that. Um, and so it's definitely, she's an interesting character because she never seems to really learn from her mistakes. But also it's almost understandable because her mistakes aren't huge. And so she keeps on trying to kind of do the same thing and make the same omelets and break the same eggs. And they never quite turn out the way that she wants to. And she's just like, cool, more broken eggs. That's what I need. And you're like, no, you got to like actually fix your system. You got to actually fix your recipe. You got to actually fix what it is yeah. that's the problem. You can't just throw more shit at it. Like you, you say that and you're not wrong because obviously as we've established time and time again, none of the uh, Forsaken are as effective as they want to be except for yes. possibly Demandred who largely like probably had the most impact of all the Forsaken. I mean, could be argued, yeah, yeah, yeah. Could be argued. But here's the thing, though. Um, Masana didn't get caught until, like, the very end. She was in the White Tower the whole time. And it was just like, oh, oh, she's so she's she's right under our noses this entire time. Now, granted, she's got unfair advantages. She can weave Mask of Mirrors. She can invert her weaves. She can hide her ability to channel or the true, you know, depth of her ability to channel. So she can look like uh, a, a, an Aes Sedai with very little channeling ability who is nondescript and uh, just not worth anybody's attention. And that's cool. And as we learned with uh, Suan when she was healed, and her ability to channel was tremendously sort of clipped. You know, you've got you've got real cultural issues in the White Tower that Masana can take advantage of. That Ruth? she can say, "Oh yeah, this is uh, this is how you guys do things." Cool. I'm gonna just jump in and do my own thing, and uh, you guys aren't gonna be able to catch me because I know what I'm doing more than you do, and so. Was she super duper effective? Mm, that's debatable. Um, she did do quite a bit. She, she did, did accomplish quite a bit. But was she super duper effective? I think she she hid tried, well. We she can tried to yeah. She tried to stay living in a space that she, as much as she hated her assignment as a teacher she found her comfort in areas of, of learning and in institutes of education because she got used to that in the column dom. Mm -hmm. She used that to great effect once she was governing the controlled and ruled areas of the shadow. And when she
finally released from the boar and finally back out in the world, she immediately nestles herself in the White Tower. Mm-hmm. So, you know, there's a bit of that. Um, oh, it's it's the cliche in every movie where some kind of terrorist cell like makes a massive attack on a country and they find out their headquarters is right underneath their noses all along. Because of course it is. Why not? Right. Um, and that's kind of how Masana is, you know, the kind of like philosophy of um oh what's the fucking uh magic movie with uh Woody Harrelson and uh no, yeah that one. It'll come as close as you like, because the closer you are, the less you'll see. Yes. Um, yeah. So, well, my point was, in some ways, like, she is actually really effective. Mm-hmm. And, and I agree with your statement, Josh, that she doesn't get caught until the end, but it's her own shit that gets her caught, is sort of what I'm saying, is that you can be very effective when you just go ahead and say, cool, Boom, unfettered capitalism. And it works for a while. And it's great. But then if you just keep pushing that like same idea and like making it more and more and more and forcing more results and forcing more results and forcing more results, you end up with, you know, oh, well, I'm going to get close to Elida and become one of her confidants. Oh, wait. But all of this suspicion that myself and the Black Aja are, are throwing around the tower. Now Elida's kicked me out of her inner circle along with everyone else. So I have no idea what Elida's doing. Like, you know, <laughs> oh, you know, I'm going to go ahead and create the schism uh, or, you know, helping the schism and whatnot. Oh, wait, now going ahead and trying to play both sides and making the, the White Tower so rigid and make it when the rebels actually come back and they challenge the white tower. Only one of them can survive. And so either we've got the white tower at way less strength because it's, you know, the, the Aes Sedai that I've been fucking with, or it's the rebel Aes Sedai take over the white tower. And now I'm fucked because I get caught. Like, so it's just a lot of those things that I see of, you can be very effective. But if you're not flexible, as we sort of said earlier, if you're not flexible and you can't change to the situation that you're in and understand that not everything that you do is going to have positive results for your own plan and you're going to have to sort of take a left turn every once in a while, you just end up like boxing yourself into a corner. And that's exactly what Masana does. She just goes, cool. This is going to be really effective. And then it is. She's a genius. All the way up until the point where she gets stuck in a corner and she's like, God damn it. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, She's definitely one of those. And, you know, and here's the other thing, too, is that she I I want to say she's one of the Forsaken that has some of the least amount of screen time or page time, I guess. Masana? Yeah. Um, she definitely is. She's, she's in the battle the in Teleran Riyadh. As a matter of fact, that's how she's discovered. Mm-hmm. Um, once once they're once they are uh you know, uh Varen has had her infamous uh tea date with Egwene, 
and Egwene, uh, you know, after the Sean Chen attack becomes uh, Amrlin, she starts taking over. She's doing the thing. They're having a great time. She starts hunting down. It's the purge of the Black Aja. And uh, does that mean there are no laws and no rules? It's the purge. Or, or, I don't know. It's not in see, my brain. The, the part that we miss in between the lines of the purge of the White Tower is where uh, Egwene and Elaine and uh, their, and even Suan combine their powers to open massive gateways to bring in truckload after truckload of White Claws. Yes. And we all know that there's no laws when you're drinking claws. Oh, yeah. So that, so that slips through the cracks of the story. Because as long as you have everybody in the White Tower drink a White Claw, then there are no White Tower laws. Oh, God. If they don't have, like, a White Tower beverage, like, called White Claw, like, ah, oh, come on. <laughs> I, I, I will say Honestly, this. Can I, we, I, I feel like that's a shirt is just Elida holding a can, and she's just goes, ain't no White Tower law, would you drink uh, I just, it's just Tar Valon, but instead of the White Tower, it's a massive can of White Claw, and the yes. flavor changes to correspond to the color that the Amarillo seat came from, Aja-wise. <laughs> I, I, I remembered where I was going with this, and that okay. is that when you, when you had the Black the purge of the black aja masana probably has one of her most brilliant moments yet she is in disguise brought before the tribunal or the the hunters or whatever made to swear upon the oath rod and speaks the words after swearing that she will not say a word that is untrue i am not a dark friend and then they go oh Okay, well, you were on this list. That's weird. Okay, well, we'll move on, I guess. Um, and there's actually been a lot of speculation about that. And as we know from the three oaths, it depends well, very... Go ahead. Yeah, I was just going to say, to be fair, we don't actually have that scene. It doesn't exist. There is speculation about how she got around it because it doesn't seem like she has fled the tower. But we also mm -hmm. don't get like a POV where they're like, I was brought in front of these people and. Oh, right, right, right. right. No, no, no. You're right. It's just speculation as far as she may have fled the tower already. But if she hadn't, how did she right. get around it? And I like where you're going. Please continue your thought. But I do want to make sure that people know that this is not like, this is not a scene. He's not talking about a scene where like, they know Masana's here and they like question her. It's just how would she have gotten around this if she hadn't fled the tower yet? Oh, so like, yeah, that would mean that she left the White Tower and then came back before the battle in Teleron Riyadh. Correct. Which is, okay. which is plausible. Entirely the possible. Other, yeah. the, other, the other plausibility is that she did swear on the Oath Rod, mm -hmm. but because she's not a dark friend, she is because the forsaken consider themselves so much above. We are not friends. mere 
dark friends. So she could say I, the word I'm not or the words I am not a dark friend and fully mean them. Yeah. Bitch, I'm like, chosen. Was, <laughs> oh my Can god. You Bitch, I'm stylish. Black top, big t-shirt, Billy Eilish. Only instead of that, you'd be like, Bitch, I'm chosen. Black Aja. <laughs> A queen in crystal now frozen. Oh, <laughs> but none of them are around to see it. So is this are we gonna do are we gonna do the uh the oh my god and it's just Masana and uh and Grandal? Epic Watt battles of history. There the we go. Battle. I love it. I love it. All right. Well, I mean but yeah. That's that's kind of what I have with Miss. Like I said, she she does her thing. She does it well. She's devious. She's evil. She is. She's a dark one simp. I guess I could say. She's that because she's got that blind loyalty and desire to impress only one person, and that is the dark one. Yeah. That's kind of my final thoughts. Like, I mean, that like this, it's 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 a it's little kind of dry. She evil. She a evil bitch. Yeah. I mean, that's what makes some of the most evil characters in any medium evil. The people that commit evil for no like no real reason. Like all many of the Forsaken, you can un- even if it's just a lust for power, you can understand the reason. Sure. Asana doesn't really have a reason. It's like she applied for a job, got told, not job A, but we'll give you job B. It's really similar, but you just teach it rather than discover it. And she lost her fucking mind and went, fuck you. I hate all of you. I'm going to do everything I can to burn this city down. But also didn't really have the power to burn the city down yes like uh it's it's the 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 white girl wasted at the local mixer that's this song is about me do you all wish you could be me my life is so great look at all the great things i'm doing and then just goes home and cries at night about how much their life doesn't happen. <laughs> this isn't to make fun of anybody that's feeling that way. By all means, if you feel that way, please do. Like, you know, get, you know, uh, reach out to people, reach out to friends, you know, do stuff with your life. Does have meaning? But it's this kind of like other side of of absolute uh, arrogance. I believe that's one of the weaknesses that like we kind of see described about her is that she's completely ignorant of her own weaknesses and shortcomings where she thinks she's the best thing ever since the one power was discovered and doesn't right, understand right. why she isn't treated as such. Since and Slice White Tower? Or since Slice yeah. One Power? Slice. Yeah. Slice, Slice One Power. Sidar. <laughs> yeah. Um, and it's, uh, yeah. Um, now, what I think is interesting to think about what's, what's going to happen to her uh, moving into the Fourth Age. Ooh. Because we've already seen Aes Sedai figure out ways to uh, to heal uh, stilling and gentling. I think we're going to see Aes Sedai breaking uh, a fair bit of the molding. Uh, and, and Aes Sedai and Ashaman 
uh, the mold of the taboo of experimenting uh, new weaves and stuff like that within reason. Um, and who knows, maybe, maybe eventually they are able to restore Masana's mind to a degree, uh, you know, if they decide uh, to keep her alive, you know, it's a, a big, what, what was her name? Like Terry Fry, Terry Fryter. Um, oh, a really big massive Terry case. Shivo. Terry Shivo. Yeah, that's it. yeah, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it might be a, a Terry Shivo kind of case that or that they're dealing with, but you know, you're talking about somebody that lived in uh, not one, but one and a half ages that you don't have fantastic records of. So yeah, who knows? Uh, and maybe she could prove to be a counter to some other poor unfortunate asshole uh, person. Uh, that was captured by another group that might seek to wage war on the mainland. Who knows? Yep. Who knows indeed? Top 10 Will of Time anime redemption arcs. Okay, Itachi. Calm down. You only have to redeem yourself if you ever actually did anything bad. Wow. And Itachi He's, was uh, are, You're in Itachi. Itachi was. Stand. You're in Itachi stand. I'm an Itachi realist. It's a good answer. Yeah, I don't I mean, even know just what you guys are talking about, but that's a good. Just answer. because okay, he went well, up and just because he went Oppenheimer podcast. on the Uchiha clan. <laughs> tune in for our anime podcast that we now have to create because I want to <laughs> argue with you over that. Oh, dude! Um, <laughs> this is this is Dragon Ball Z that you're talking about, right? It's definitely... yes, that's the one. Okay, cool. Uh, no, it's or it's maybe... actually it's actually uh, Naruto piece quest for Dragon the Ball, for the one right. bleach bottle. Dragon Ball Gundam Moon. Chapoon. <laughs> Dragundan. That's a fun. Actually. What are what are your what are your thoughts here, Daniel? Yeah. Round of yeah, my thoughts about Masana are complicated. Because, again, I... As stated, I don't agree with, as it's presented in the books, her reason to go over to the Shadow. Um, but I also know that we don't have time for Robert Jordan to explain in detail what actually makes his villains like super yes. justifiable every time. That's what's stopping us. Um, and so I, I feel for her. I do. Um, but then we get that scene where she kills a warder with pleasure and I'm like, bruh, what? the actual fuck was that not masana i thought that was masana no because i thought the forsaken that killed a war no that was simarog was it yeah because simarog has the history of like the experimentation the torture and the medical thing okay. and that was all meta meta medical chini you're right no you're right but yeah, anyway. I just, tomato, I mean, it's potato, not the only scene that I was thinking of for Masana. It's just the one that's the most potent in my brain right now. But yeah, she does a handful of things that are just like, lady, what is you doing? Like, stop 
think about what your life you don't have to be this anymore and of course like again i like the idea of her still being alive uh in fact literally we learned that all of the female forsaken i think are alive at the end of the the at the end of tarman gaiden like again they're in varying states of disarray <laughs> let's use that word or something along those lines uh but technically they're all alive and i like to think that you know at least one or two of them can now see that the shadow has been defeated and their their life's work is sad and kind of pathetic and that they look back and go i have made mistakes i have fucked up but i don't know if that's true about any of them but i do like the headcanon that you know somebody comes along at some point and fixes misana and she sees the error and and is like all right i'm cool now now i'm gonna help you guys but but i don't know i i feel like at this point she has definitely done too much stuff of convincing children to be horrified like do horrifying things and i don't know so masana's just scary because again one of the scariest things is just people who can convince other people to do stuff without actually compulsing them because like compulsion is a weave presumably you can block that presumably you can stop that presumably you can you can fix that but when you've actually just brainwashed somebody legitimately like into doing some crazy shit that's way scarier to me so i don't know misana has just always been and it, it also goes with the whole like we don't get very much about misana she's like kind of an enigma throughout the entire book series so there's a lot of it that you're just like sitting there inputting in your own brain and you're just like cool you're terrifying i'm done i don't want to listen to listen to anything about you anymore <laughs> but yeah well uh, speaking of said, being done that she goes ahead and uh creates a lot and then shoots herself in the foot just like you probably should right yeah. Uh, that's one of the few differences between her and uh Mr. I not a full but only under the nose mustache. Because uh he didn't shoot himself in the foot. Correct. And I'm not gonna say what I was gonna say because you two probably won't like that. Um anyway, uh speaking of not saying what I was going to say, we're gonna go ahead and say goodbye as much as we hate right. doing that every week if you are listening to us live make sure you come on over uh to the uh um, to, 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 the 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 folks and talk about some jordan con stuff those of you that were there for those of you that weren't there for those of you that were there in spirit but not body for those of you that were in body and not spirit um we're not judging yeah, either way uh but for all of us here at the black tower podcast you want more of our stuff, blacktarpod.com, one-stop shop for all of our shit. Uh, check out uh, the Crystal Barista for all of your rocks and minerals and that hunting uh, stuff because it's fantastic. But we're going to end and say goodnight. Also check I've out been... where she's going to be for uh, for rock shows. They yeah, are also right. really cool. Because there's a good chance that wherever is she is for rock shows, there too may be Josh. 
also true. But for all of us here at the Black Terror Podcast, thank you so much for being here. Thank you so much for chatting, listening. Please leave your feedback. What do you think about Masana in the comment section below? Because we what look we forward miss? to hearing what you have to say. If you do like what we're doing, do please subscribe to the YouTube channel, uh, whatever other channel. Like the video, like the episode. That's it. Enough streams plugging. I've been your by Jean Mahale. My name is Andrew. I've been your Saurabhan Mahale. This is Jiggity Josh. And I have been your Amon Khan Mahale, Daniel. Uh, and from all of us here at the Black Tower, again, thank you for being here. Have a wonderful rest of your morning. And in case we don't see you again, good afternoon, good evening, and good night. Always running the show. Trouble just fitting.